What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 120 of the Rocket Punch Cast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Cameron. I'm joined, of course, by one of the hardest working guys I know and in this room right now, Mr. Will. What's going on, sir? You don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> no, I, I no, mean, no, life after, is perpetual video games. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. After the last couple of years, I think I, I got a pretty good beat on you. No, no, no. no. It's just video games. <laughs> Forget everything else. There is no work. Oh, forget, okay, just throw it all out the window, guys. Rocket Punch is dead. Video games. <laughs> Video games all day, every day. All day, every day. You know. Um, how are you? I'm okay, this man. Week. Um, I may have accidentally just retweeted something on our own thing. My that's bad. okay. That's cool. That's, that's the great thing about multiple <laughs> social media accounts. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, hold up. Retweeted our own thing on the wrong thing. <laughs> Whoopsie. Good. Pretty good week, though. Not too bad. Uh, yeah. You know, um, it's been interesting. I just spent 45 bucks in comics over at the deep, so you know. Yep. Hashtag comic life. Okay. Bro, bro, pull boxes are a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it a lot easier, so I definitely agree. You should sign up for one. I know. It costs I just, nothing. I know, I know, I know. But, like, I, I still wait. I don't know if you're local to Huntsville, Alabama. I don't know why we don't have the comic shop that has it where you can sign up for your pull boxes online. Other companies do it. I don't think. It would be that I mean, hard. you could just sign up on Marvel.com and have them shipped to you if you wanted, but I'm trying to support local. Yeah, but like other third-party companies do it, and I don't. I'm sure there's some freeware software out there. I think you know, check fact check me on that, but I figured it would not be too hard to do. Yeah, but what's stopping you? Next time you go in, just fill out the form. I know, but it's a form, and it like it's they, easy. Oh, never listen. Literally, it took less than a minute. Grumble, grumble. You just write down the thing on the thing, and then they assign you a box. Maybe I'm being an old curmudgeon. I don't know. Or it, new it ta- literally takes seconds. It's no biggie. Plus, you know, it gives you an excuse to go to the deep at least once a month. I go to the deep like every week, every Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> when, it's new, I, when it's new comic book day. Okay. Because um, I, I showed you the app that keeps track. We have an app that keeps track of how many, what, what new comics come out each week. Mm-hmm. So we know what to get. Um you're not yeah. wrong. However, um, I doth protest. You need to. Okay. Is this Macbeth now? Uh, yeah. It's a Shakespearean play? No, 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 no. Just, uh, you know, mother's just wondering why I'm wearing the drapes. Oh, oh jeez. <laughs> this isn't the Shakespearean cast. This is the Rocket Punch cast, guys, in case you didn't know. Um, each and every. This is basically the Rocket Punch cast where groups of friends from all around come to this table. Talk about video games into microphones, guys. You can catch us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on all the big three, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And, of course, we are on anywhere you can find a podcast. We're definitely going to be there. Um, go find us out there. Yeah, um, you can look. You can join us as we record this live every Sunday starting at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash Live. Of course, we um, always say hey to our guys <laughs> watching us here in Twitch each and every week as we're recording the show and kind of come and join in on the conversation. So if you want to come join on our conversations that we have each and every episode, definitely swing by Twitch as we record it each Sunday. Um, If you don't know who Rock Punch is, you want to know more about what we do here and all the content that we create, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our podcast, videos, and more are going to be right there at home for you. If you want to help support the show in any way, Make sure you're liking and sharing your content. That helps support us. But you can also go one step further by going to our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash rocketpunch. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show, 
support our endeavors here at Rocket Punch and get cool, awesome swag and exclusive content in the process. It's definitely stuff you don't want to miss, just like our people that we always do our weekly shout-outs for. I definitely want to give a special shout-out to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, and Samsung. Uh, they are supporting us at our highest diamond tier. Um, yes, it is diamond. I always get the diamond and platinum confused. Um, at our diamond tier over on Patreon, so we definitely appreciate that. And we also, of course, appreciate everyone else who is supporting us on our Patreon platform. Yeah, uh -huh. buddy. If you're watching via video, you want to help support the show, there are other ways to do that as well. Um, if you're watching via Twitch, you can definitely throw us your free Twitch Prime sub that you get each month from Amazon Prime. Um, that definitely helps us out there. Um, if you're listening via audio services, make sure you take a few minutes of your day to rate and review us on that service of choice. Uh, that greatly helps our discoverability, helps us get out to more and more ears so people can listen to us join in on our conversations and have a great time with us. And we always love more friends joining us in our zany gaming conversations. Um, and of course, guys, if you want to join the community, kind of help pop, um, make sure you swing over to our Discord channel there. You can join in, join our discussions on gaming throughout the week when we're not streaming or we're not releasing content, as well as play games and do a whole lot more in our community. Um, we're definitely putting, pushing a bigger focus on our Discord community so that way we can have a place where everyone can go to um, and join in on everything Rocket Punch and beyond. Uh, that's it. I, I got that right. I'm, I'm good on that. Cool. We're good yeah. on that. Um, upcoming events, guys. I, I finally did it, Will. What'd you do? I updated the events on our Twitch page. Wait, we do that? For, for all of our streams. Um, guys, upcoming events, we're going to roll through them here. But also know as well, um, if you're watching via Twitch on our Twitch page, you can check our events at the bottom of your screen there. But um, coming up next week is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Be careful. Like, not too long. We'll get sued. Well, that, that's uh, why it's only you know one verse. Yeah, one verse. There you go. Um, but guys, um, if you don't know, Halloween is our basically event where we stream all sorts of spooky and scary games. Perchance there may be some treats. Definitely going to be some tricks given out as well throughout the next couple of days. So next week, starting October 28th through the 31st, we're going to be streaming some scary and spooky games all through that period of time. Uh, make sure you swing by, join us in here on Twitch for that, so you can goof off with us and kind of get scared. Because um, we start we we finally picked the games we we're gonna play. What did we? Yeah, no, we, did. we don't do that. Uh, um, I feel like I'm gonna be the one to poop my pants a little bit. Eh, it's not that bad. Uh, you got the e you you got the easy breaks because you have to work, you jerk. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold up. But guys, uh, games that you don't have to worry about if you don't like the scary games, make sure you join us as well. Next week is also our Extra Life stream. Um, Extra Life 2018, we will be streaming here right in uh, the, well, not necessarily in the studio, but we're, it's going to be a very low-key event. We're going to be streaming here, playing a bunch of games for 24 hours and raising money for the Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Uh, make sure you swing by rocketpunchgo.com. We'll have our main page up. Uh, we've been a little lackadaisical on getting that up, just with a lot of other stuff that we've been working on and doing and planning for the next couple of months. Um, but we'll have our um, Extra Life page up and running. So if you want to go ahead and donate ahead of time, um, you should. this should be live by the time this goes out on podcast services. So if you're listening to this via audio, uh, head over to rocketpunchgo.com. We'll have our um, Extra Life page up and running for you guys. Sweet. Um, DreamHack is coming up, guys. If you did not know, um, Rocket Punch will be at DreamHack Atlanta in 2018. Uh, this is November 16th through the 18th. We actually are featured streamers there, so we'll be streaming uh, that Saturday night from 8 p.m. to midnight. Make sure you head over 
to the DreamHack main page. You can watch the stream. I think we're also going to try and figure out how to um, host the stream on the Twitch page here for Rocket Punch. So you can also stay tuned to twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live for more info on that. But um, I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, man. Um, and what else we got um, going on? Uh, as far as this week, since we are talking about upcoming events and Twitch streams and whatnot like that, um, this week... Uh, the big streams we're going to be doing here, um, running through the list, uh, this upcoming Tuesday, of course, Will, you're going to be hosting some more Destiny 2 action? Yeah, I mean, because who else doesn't love um, just, you know, AAA, big budget, space, sci-fi shooter? Of course. And we yeah. just, we've, we're going to talk about that in a second. We've fell back into that game pretty hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we may We may have an addiction problem. I'm not sure. Possibly. Po- we don't know. Don't oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, Drugs bad and clay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We we understand. We'll take it a step at a time. Please understand. <laughs> um, this upcoming Thursday as well, guys. Um, I'll be hosting some Assassin's Creed Odyssey gameplay. I'm continue to love that game. Just awesome. If you haven't checked it out, or if you want to come hang out with me this upcoming Thursday as we play it, make sure you swing by here on Twitch to join in. And then of course Friday, it's a small game that people may have heard about called Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, that game will be streamed here on rocket punch as it's released uh this upcoming friday as well hmm. so if you're one of like the 12 people who don't get the game you like see, me <laughs> you want to see how the game is um before you maybe you decide on a purchase then definitely swing by this friday over here on twitch and we'll um have the game showing for you, you guys can hang out with me as i host that stream it'll be pretty fun yeah, yeah um, it's most excellent the only other events i think of can kind of a not on our list here, but I definitely want to mention as well, um, kind of teasing plans. We are in the process of trying to do something for December. Um, we're looking at possibly doing a charity stream. So maybe uh, one day, a couple hours, raise some money for a charity of our choice here for the holidays. Uh, stay tuned for that. That um, is up on our event schedule, but um, the details are still pending for that. But we wanted to go ahead and give people a heads up on what's going to happen there. And of course, um, it is getting close to the end of the year, so be prepared. We've got some great stuff cooking for our Game of the Year conversations um, for 2018, so that's definitely something you don't want to miss. Uh, so uh, as, as always, stay tuned to rockspunchgo.com. That's where you're going to find all of our events and all of our cool stuff as well. And make sure you hit our Discord channel up too. Uh, we're going to be sharing a lot of our events and stuff through that also. Yo. Am I forgetting old. everything? No, I don't anything? think so. I, I think you got about summed it up. I love CSLs in chat. I love when he pops in here. I really love AAA big budget shooters. They are so rare. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ever change CSL. Don't ever change. Nope. Um, don't. <laughs> next up, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into our table talk here. If you don't know, this is where we kind of talk about our highlights from this week, uh, gaming highlights and more, and also just go through the general news kind of see what's happening in the gaming industry and beyond and give our impressions on a lot of stuff that's happening. That's It's relevant to us. I already put our Discord link in there and all the news links in. Oh, good. Look at you being ahead of the game there. Hey, man, trying to help out. So, let's jump into gaming highlights. Will, any gaming highlights this week? <sighs> let's see. Um, so, Rediscover Destiny 2 after they fixed it with how they should have released the game the first time. I feel Forsaken. like I feel like that's the story of Destiny in Destiny. general. <laughs> like, oh, Year Two Destiny is what Destiny should have been when it first came out. Got right? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, in all honesty, Forsaken actually made me want to play Destiny again. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm really impressed. 
Um, we've fallen back in pretty hard. We're on PC platform. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's super awesome. It finally feels like the sci-fi space shooter that we wanted. You know, you have space wizards, you have all the crazy stuff, but you're also like, oh, hey, man, I got this starship over here. I got this crazy gun that literally refills itself as I get kills for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So the one thing I've never trashed on any of the Destiny games because of Bungie's roots and where they came from is the gunplay. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I have no issues it's, with it's it. It's always been great, 100%. My issue was essentially what the problem I had with... Um, what's that pirate game that came out this year? Sea of Thieves? Yeah, it was essentially empty. It felt a little empty, yeah. Yeah, and so with the content they've pushed over the time and all this... It finally feels like there's things to do, yeah. And that is really what pulled me back in. It it, it there, that's the big thing. I'm with you on that one. There's a lot. More, it feels like there's a lot more to do in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, even just a small things like bounties, like reasons to go out into the world and try and get stuff. There's so many different ways you can try and get more powerful gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they've done a really good job of that. Uh, now, one may argue that they shouldn't have had to change that much from the original Destiny going into Destiny 2. You know, may, lesson learned? I mean, let's be real. Uh-huh. They made this Destiny 1.5 and threw a 2 on it. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. They're still... Um, Des- they, they basically reverted it back to Destiny 1 and they added some upgrades to it as well. But, I mean, it's it's doing well. Having a blast with it. Um, I, try, I know I tried the Gambit. Yeah, Gambit was a lot of fun. Gambit is dope. Um, I feel like Gambit is the first unique take in this game on what it could have been. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I mean by that is, so for those of you who don't know what Gambit is, it's literally a race to the finish between two opposing teams fighting enemy bosses. You're not fighting each other per se. But as you get kills and bank those kills, you get the chance to go in and kill the opposing enemies to stop them up and cause problems and vice versa. And it's it's unique. I've not seen another game mode like this. Yeah, I've not. It was really cool once I understood, like, hey, this is how you play the game. I w- it was like hours I was playing through. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is fun. I'm having a grand, grand old time. So, yeah, game it's super cool. It's uh, phenomenal, man. I really do like what they've done with it. Um, any other highlights you got for us? Um, uh, not really. It's been a lot of Destiny, and oh, yeah, I've. Uh, so there's something that Marvel's doing right now in the comic book uh, world, um, where they've got Infinity Warps, and so the basis of it is, um, what was it? Not Gamora, her sister. I have no idea. Anyway, someone got the Infinity Gauntlet and they folded the universe in on itself and it caused a bunch of heroes to be merged into each other. So, Captain America and Doctor Strange. Soldier Supreme. Uh, That was very interesting. Thor and Iron Man. You know, things like that. Well, now we got Weapon Hex, which is X-23 and Jonah Hex, I believe. Uh, uh, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet. Is it Scarlet Witch? I'm not certain Scarlet Witch. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever, man. Uh, the ultimate thing here is it's insane the stories they're coming up with. This. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Weapon Hex is something that you need to read. Because it is 
some twisted stuff. It is not kid friendly at all. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, well, X twenty three is in there, so yeah, it's gonna throw you. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? You're right, Ruru. Too. I'm sorry. I just the hex thing makes me think of her heresy. How could you dare bring a DC character in on this Marvel? Because I watched some some of the like weird show they have for her on Hulu, and that's why. You remember the movie Jonah Hex? No, it was Josh. <laughs> it was Josh <laughs> I never watched. I never watched it. But I feel like Brolin is just in all the comic book movies secretly. Yeah, nobody remembers that either. Not after Infinity War. The snap also purged your memory of Jonah Hex ever being in your memory. I don't um, know. That TV show wasn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Yeah, It's not bad. It's not bad. Look, all I know is I like the idea of mixing heroes to get different power sets and crazy stuff going on. That's cool. Yeah, they had uh, Arachnite and yeah. Iron Hammer, Soldier Supreme. There's uh, a, a, like one or two other ones that I can't think of. But it was super cool. Super cool. Um, what? Venom, hang on. The Venom comic run right now is actually really good. Yeah, the, Venom, yeah, the comic run is pretty good right now. The movie, mm, look, you can fall on either is, side of the coin on that. Look, all I'm saying is uh, critics are giving it like in the 30s. Users average it at 89% right now. So it's a split. It's about, it's, so yeah. you probably put it towards the median. I mean, look, either you're going to like it or you're not. Um, I'm not going to go see it, but, you know, hey, teach their own. Um. Any more highlights? No, man. Um, just getting heavy back into comics, and it's been good. Oh, yeah, we, we gotta we gotta take some time to talk about comics. At some point in time, we have to either on the show or something. Yes. Let me get into my highlights. Um, I had one big highlight this week, and I want to take some time to talk about it because it was I was pretty impressed with it. And I've talked to everybody. I talked to you. Talked to Chris. Talked to other friends that we've had. We have. Um, I, for people who don't, are not in our Discord channel, um, I was actually able to get into the Project Stream okay. um, program. For people who don't know what that is, it's Google's kind of game streaming platform they're testing out. It's in beta right now. Um, it's invite only. Uh, and you basically, they give you Assassin's Creed Odyssey to play for, uh, like, through January 18th. You can jump on the um, platform, stream the game directly to your computer, and play the game. And I wanted to take some time to give my thoughts on Project Stream because if this, if Project Stream is the way that streaming is going to be handled for like how big companies like Microsoft and Sony and all those guys and other game developers are going to handle streaming in the future, I am very impressed. Oh, is it where going this well? Is going. Um, to give people clarity now, I, in my home, I have a, um, 500 megabit per second, 600 megabit per second internet connection. Okay. Uh, down speed. So I'm pretty robust. I'm probably in the upper echelon of um, internet users. Got it completely hooked up via hard line. Um, I, and to also give people background, I've always been a little skeptical of streaming. Uh, the big reason is, is because I, I, you know, in the past, the country, at least the United States, hasn't really been infrastructure wise at a place where people can get reliable internet speeds, okay. like 25 megs or higher. Um, I think Project Stream recommends you have a hardline connection with 25 megabits per second or um, up. Okay. They, they test your connection before you jump in there. Um, I played this game, started up Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it was, number one, it was super easy. I went in the invite. I said, okay, let me play. Put in the code. Here's my Google login. Play now. Click button. Boom. Full screen window on there. Mm -hmm. um, it immediately recognized my Xbox 
one controller that I plugged in to play. Cool. Um, and it was a completely seamless experience on my internet connection and in my setup. I had, it was beamed straight there. I had no input lag that I could even see when I'm doing these actions. It actually took a couple of minutes during gameplay to like press buttons and move around to see if there was some type of lag or something that was going on with that. I was super impressed with it. Uh, the game looked great. The only slight caveat I had on there is that in the overworld, when you're actually moving and playing with the character, there were a, to- a few times where it looked a little fuzzy for me. And I think that may have just been like, it's sending so much data from its servers, it might have been buffering. Uh, I'm picking the game up. But any time I talked to people or there were cutscenes, mm-hmm. it was completely lovely, crisp 1080p image because I have 1080p monitors here at home. Um, you plebe. I'm baby steps. I'm messing baby with steps. You. All right. <laughs> Don't at me. Oh, um, I'll always at you. <laughs> but it was, I was super, super impressed with. The streaming tech. I've if you haven't had a chance to definitely check out Project Stream. Um, if you've already signed up, you may be waiting on an invite. I think they're still sending waves of invites. Um, I know um, another uh, member of the community also got the Project Stream invite. Um, him and I were talking in Discord about our experiences. He was he had a pretty based on his experience. He had a pretty decent time with it. He had some dropped frames and whatnot. Wasn't he playing on Wi-Fi, though? He was playing on, uh, he has a 25 megabit connection, 25 to 30, uh, whatever the base Comcast level is here. Okay. He was on an um, old laptop, I think like five or six years old, um, on Wi-Fi. Ooh. But it was still playable. He just had a couple of dropped frames here and there. And I was re- like, I was talking to him like, man, if that's your experience, I'm really impressed with how this tech is. And it, I've had conversations with a lot of different people like, what does this mean for like Microsoft streaming platform, xCloud, or Sony streaming platform, maybe it's maybe improvements on PlayStation Now, what could this mean for allowing people to play your way? Are we looking at a future where basically instead of you, you want to play this game, well, you need to buy this console for $400 and then buy the game. Maybe somebody tells you, oh, here, buy the game. You can play it on the big console. You can play on the smaller streaming-only console. That's a fraction of the cost. You can okay. play it on your PC and stream it directly to your um, browser. You can play it on your phone, your tablet, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it really, I was, I was so impressed. Like, it really got me thinking on what could that mean for future, for the future of game streaming. Gotcha. It, you know, it's honestly, it's interesting. I don't know though. I have to show like remind me when we're done with the episode. I will mm-hmm. pull it up because it's actually pretty quick to show you. I have to show you and let you try it out for a little bit. I was from a tech standpoint, I was very impressed. Now, will I play Assassin's Creed Odyssey throughout its interim on there? No, because I already have it on PlayStation Four and I'm playing it on that. But if I get it, I'm gonna get it on Xbox. Oh yeah, Mister X gonna give it to you. Get your smarty mouth Xbox One X. You think you're the baddest mother ever in here? No, if I was gonna actually pull that card i'd be like well i got a 1080 ti i could play it on that touche touche yeah i, I mean like let's touché. be real if i was gonna pull that card and be I, like that guy i'll I, I give it to you i just want to play it on there because i have assassin's creed 4 on xbox one okay mm, so okay. you know it's one of those where Makes sense. but project stream from google thumbs up um if you have a really good inter- if you, i mean not really good if you have a good internet connection i think um if you have hardline and at least 25 megabits per second this could be a great way for you to stream the game um even on wi-fi it sounded like it was generally stable 
Although over Wi-Fi, you're going to have some hits and misses there, but I was very impressed with how the game was um, right. played in Project Stream. So definitely, if you have Project Stream, if you've uh, tested it out, um, what I, I'm curious what everybody else's thoughts are in the community. Uh, let us know on Twitter or hit us up on our Discord channel uh, and let us know what you guys think of Project Stream so far. Don't know. Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. What? No. So we're done with the gaming highlights. Let's get into the news of the week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it one more time because we might have some new viewers here in the chat. This is gonna be huge. Here's all of our news for the day. You've got it in the Twitch channel um, for people who are watching via Twitch. So you can follow along as we talk about it here, guys. But we have seven news items that we're gonna talk about here and roll through. Number one, prepare your hard drives for that Red Dead Redemption 2 install. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming in here. Uh, this article I'm pulling is from Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. I'm going to be reading here, Red Dead Redemption 2 requires at least 99 gigabytes of storage. Physical copy has two discs. Okay. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is an ambitiously large game, and it will accordingly require ample space on your hard drive, regardless of whether you're buying it digitally or physically. Before the game launches on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One next week, you'll want to clear at least 99 gigabytes of space to make room. According to Rockstar's support website, here's how much storage you'll need. If you have the physical disc, uh, play, PlayStation 4, you're going to need at least 99 gigabytes of space. Xbox One, you're going to need at least 107 gigabytes of space. Um, I wonder what the difference. It's really interesting. I don't know why either. Um, the digital installations basically the same. The only caveat for that for PlayStation 4 owners, if you do buy this digitally, um, you need 99 gigabytes of installation space with an additional 50 gigabytes for the install process. So you're still you're looking at about 150 gigabytes of total space there. Ooh, and, and then of course they also ran, ran an update on here as well. The PlayStation 4 version of Red Dead Redemption 2 will ship on two Blu-ray discs. One of those discs is labeled the data disc, while the other is the play disc. Um, so that makes a whole lot of sense. One disc you'll probably put in the download, while the other one you play. Ooh, um, what? That's a lot of space, Will. Yeah. To play this game. I wonder how much of that code is dedicated to uh, shrinking items on said horse. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that like one of the Blu-ray discs? One. I mean, they were touted, they were touted so much. The one disc is completely devoted to that one specific item. Yeah. Uh, no, no, what do you think? I think it's kind of ridiculous that there's that much data. But at the same time, how big is this world? That's going to be the real trick. It's supposed to be massive. I don't think we... We haven't gotten to a point where we know like sizes of the world yet and how big it is compared to GTA 4 or Red Dead Redemption, the um, original mm. one. Um, but it's pretty curious. I mean, if, if you're planning to get Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, make sure you go ahead and clear off your hard drive space now. It'll save you some time when you're... You, I think preloads, if you bought it digitally, are now available. So you can preload the game and be ready when it launches. Uh, you can also... Um, just go ahead and clear your space so when you go by GameStop, pick up your disc, you'll be you'll spend the next hour or two installing the game from the disc. Yeah, you know, just be prepared. Number two, Skybound CEO wants former Telltale staff for the Walking Dead finale. Um, did you see this at all? I'm gonna post this this week. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you caught this story here, but um, this I is did not, but that's kind of cool. This is from Inran Khan over at Game Informer. Um, kind of heads up on this article. If you did not know, 
Uh, a couple of weeks we talked about, I think in episode 118 mm-hmm. or 17, we talked about Telltale kind of shuttering its doors. To, um, so the Walking Dead finale, uh, the final season was going on, and that kind of got canceled. Um, Skybound actually picked the game up, and they're actually going to be completing it. Um, then I'm cool with that, man. From here, I want to read the rest of the story. Um, Skybound CEO wants the Walking Dead finale to be entirely developed by former Telltale staff. Um, with Telltale having closed and laid off its staff, The Walking Dead's incomplete and final season hangs over a lot of the news for fans of the series. While Skybound confirmed they would be finishing the story out, the question of how exactly they would bring it in the terminated bring in the terminated Telltale staff to fix it was still important and reminds people of the human cost behind their favorite games. It did not take long for this subject to come up when Skybound CEO Ian Howe held an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit yesterday, well, whenever this article was released. While he did not go into specific details about how he plans to bring in Telltale Development to finish the game, he was clear about how much of the team would be comprised of former Telltale employees. Quote, the plan is for it to be staffed 100% by former Telltale staff. He answered, the only time we look elsewhere is if we can't fill a particular role from former Telltale people. End quote. Okay. Um, A lot more on that article, so definitely give it a click, guys. Um, Help them out. But what are your thoughts? I mean... That's at least a good olive branch to the community of developers that have worked their butts off for that game yeah. over, you know, forever. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I never got into the Walking Dead game. Mm-hmm. You know, I played Tales from Borderlands, that kind of thing. So, I mean, good, happy for them, but it's not my game. So, it, it, I played the first season and I haven't played anything since then. I have the second season and I have, you know, I could catch up. But I think, especially out of the whole turmoil that popped up from Telltale Games, and like all these employees got laid off, they didn't have severance. Basically, they didn't have health insurance. Anything they were kind of just thrown out on the street, right? In the very loosest of terms, I'm saying throw it out. But um, the fact that Skybound CEO is very giving the opportunity, like, hey, look, we don't know if we can help everybody, but if in order to complete this, we are going to work 110 percent to make sure we get as many Telltale staff back on board as possible. So even if you're if you're one of these employees that got affected by it, if you get a chance to hop back on the game, you at least have an interim period and you know, okay, as soon as I, you know, I can continue to look for jobs, but at least I know I have steady income, I have pay, I take care of my family, healthcare, whatnot, and stuff like yeah. that while I'm working on this game if they do get picked up. So I think it gives the Telltale guys a lot more options if they um, have still been having trouble finding a job after the kind of unfortunate layoffs that happened earlier this month, I think. Yeah, earlier this month, like in late September. Yeah, so man, that's just a weird story. Good on you, Skybound CEO. Very happy about that one. Yup. Speaking of weird stories, number three, Sega's canceled the their Shenmue HD remake. This was an interesting story. I did not expect or saw coming here. I'm going to read this article here from John Lineman over at Eurogamer.net. Um, revealed Sega's canceled Shenmue HD remake with fully updated graphics. Ooh, I'm gonna read the um, I'm gonna read the original story, then I'm gonna read the update. Um, Shenmue, a game of discovery and adventure, it's a timeless classic and one with a deep and fascinating history, which becomes even more compelling today. As we know, Sega tasked UK developer D3T with remastering Shenmue and its sequels for the current generation consoles and PC. What we received was a good game that brought classic Shenmue to today's machines, albeit with visuals based almost exclusively on the original AM2 assets. But what we now know is that prior to completing this work, plans were afoot for something considerably considerably more ambitious. A comprehensive remake with completely revamped artwork, 
more in step with the capabilities of the host platforms. We've seen it, and today you will too. There's a huge, there's a pretty big article here. Definitely swing by the click if you want to know more about the story. Um, I'm going to read this update here. They just posted today as we're recording this. Um, Sega has been in touch with a statement. Sega and D3T indeed had started exploring the feasibility of a full HD remaster for Shenmue 1 and 2. That being said, we soon realized that this was a project with its own set of challenges. Working with original animations and characters, but meshing them with enhanced HD visuals gave us a game that we felt would not meet the standards that Shenmue fans expect and deserve. Rather than going ahead with a release that may disappoint fans, we chose to focus on bringing the classic game to PC and modern consoles so that new players could experience Shenmue's original charm there. Okay. What's your gauge on this? I mean, I don't know why they would have done it in the first place when they could have just done an up-res and kept the original game as it was under the hood and just poured it. Which they did. Uh, I mean, yeah. Just why? It's one of those, like, a lot of these old games are still good games. A lot of people just want better resolution. Well, this is this is very similar to the um, Shadow of the Colossus remake. We're basically like... right. The, um, the Blue Point Studios, they took this original PlayStation 2 game, basically took the framework and knew kind of what they did and basically rebuilt everything from scratch. So it's basically like building a new game with assets from an old game. Right. And no, and I get it. But at the same time, I mean, I wouldn't want a full KOTOR remake. I would just want, hey, redo the assets. You're saying that because nobody's shown you what it could look like. Bro, look, all I'm saying is if you... Like, in all seriousness, if you said, hey, man, you know, KOTOR is great under the hood. We just really need better assets. And someone does it in, like, Unreal and makes it beautiful. That's fine. I don't need the under the hood stuff changed. Just make it beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, no. It, it, like, I, I just want modern lightsaber So you take, sounds. like, the look and feel of Mass Effect Andromeda, but instead of Mass Effect, it's all KOTOR. Or, better yet, you take the aesthetics of Battlefront 2... In the graphics of that, and put that on code. Okay, okay. Use the Frostbite engine. It is a okay. It's a Star Wars game. It is licensed by. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I see you on that one. Um, so if you were somehow excited about Shenmue, which is a cool game, but if you were um, super excited about um, playing Shenmue, maybe in a full HD remaster, sorry for your luck. You're not going to have that chance anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I get this next one. Number four. Crunchyroll and Funimation are ending their relationship. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, for you anime fans out there that may have enjoyed that, I actually do not like Crunchyroll at all. I do love Funimation. Um, I actually pay for the Funimation sub. I don't pay for Crunchyroll. Hmm. Um, so, my issues with Crunchyroll go back to the, uh, the Dragon Ball Super airing when they were doing it an hour after it was in Japan. And how they knew, hey man, this is going to be a high demand episode. Do you think maybe we should put more uh, resources behind this? Nah, it's going to be was, like, you know, the new Pokemon episode coming out. It'd be fine. He was fear. I thought he was going to go Super Saiyan, like as mad as he was. Bro, so my issue is you promise things. And then when people will call you out because you're not delivering. And then you're like, oh yeah, well, you know, just please understand. And then it's a weekly thing of please understand. And... For all of like Friday and Saturday, every week your service is unusable because people are trying to watch that show. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, I have no respect for you. Never made an effort to fix it. None of that stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. I can't wait for that to be done. I'm going to keep paying for my Funimation. It's going to be fine. 
Um, let me read the official blog post from Crunchyroll over on their forums here. Um, for all the anime fans out there, uh, dear Crunchyroll users, as many of you know, we have had an ongoing partnership with Funimation the last two years, sharing anime between users. Unfortunately, Funimation has decided to go their separate way, and this partnership will be winding down on Friday, November 9th. For our Crunchyroll community, this means you'll still be able to access the biggest anime library in the world. However, a list of select catalog titles licensed via Funimation will be leaving Crunchyroll. Likewise, the Funimation catalog will also be impacted. That list is currently being finalized between both parties, and we will share impacted titles with you as available. Currently airing simulcasts and series that premiere during the partnership will continue to be available on Crunchyroll, including favorites like Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. Whew. Additionally, all home video releases will be released as scheduled, and, and all pre-orders will be fulfilled. Uh, there's a little bit more on that post. I don't want to delve too much in there. Make sure you give them the click there on that article. Now, to be fair, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, with everything going on, in all honesty, my issues stem back to Crunchyroll and all of that. I don't hate the people behind it. I just don't like the business. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> that, that, just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Um, that being said, also guys, people have to remember if you don't know, um, Sony and their movie studios and the TV division bought Funimation for their anime distribution because they own a couple anime studios in Japan. Yes, they do. And so it's kind of an obvious thing that they're going to be pulled out at that point. Yeah, Ruto yeah. and uh, Twitch Chat calls that out. Um, he also, oh, I didn't know yeah. Crunchyroll is owned by AT and T, Warner Brothers. Didn't know that. Yeah, not really surprised there. Oh, man, maybe that's why I have issues with it. <laughs> Who knows? But hey, um, uh, so basically, you have until November 9th. If, there were, if you have one of those memberships only and you're watching some stuff that is originally on the other platform, make sure you finish those episodes right now and binge watch some anime before it goes away on November the 9th. Yeah, uh, but, you know. It's still cool that some of their most popular stuff is still being watched. Like, um, I finally took Chris's advice and I've been uh, yours and watching Overlord. Oh yeah, I started you watching that, that, and it's Funimation title, of course. So I'm like, God, I gotta watch this before it goes hey, away. Hey man, you you know someone who happens to have one of those five ninety nine account logins? Just saying, we should find out, talk to yeah. them after yeah, the show. You know, we'll I, talk, I think you know a guy. We'll talk. We'll talk after the show. Uh, number five, man, I sure hope somebody answers that phone because I fucking called it. Days Gone is delayed. I'm telling you, I like. This was an easy layup here. Um, this is an official post from the PlayStation blog here. Um, they basically did a quick little PlayStation blog uh, discussing kind of the, their next wave of PS4 games and kind of a few of the exclusives they have and what the status is on those. I'm going to specifically read from the Days Gone post here because that's where, that's the meat and potatoes of this thing. Um, this is from Assad Kizzelbach on the PlayStation blog. Uh, 2018 has been a banner year for Worldwide Studios with great games like God of War, Astrobot Rescue Mission, and MLB The Show, as well as other PS4 exclusive games, each of which demonstrate what makes PlayStation the best place to play. But the Worldwide Studios team is hard at work. We wanted to give you a status check on the next wave of innovative experiences from our studios in Bend, Oregon, Tokyo, San, San Mateo, California, London, and more. Uh, days Gone. We want to share a change in release date for this highly anticipated title from Ben Studio. We recently decided to move the release of Days Gone from the crowded February timeline to April 26, 2019. 
While the studio is eager to see Days Gone in the hands of fans, Ben Studio will take the opportunity to further polish Days Gone. As PlayStation fans already know, Days Gone is an open-world action game set in the high desert of the Pacific Northwest. Traversing harsh landscapes on their drifter bike, players must fight resources as they attempt to survive broken roads, unpredictable weather, attacks from other human factions, infected wildlife, and roaming freakers. A brutal, dynamic world that is dangerous both day and night. Um, I called it. For people who don't know, this game was originally slated for February 22nd, 2019, alongside the games such as Metro Exodus, Anthem, um, Crackdown 3, and we've had this conversation like I, 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 I love what I've seen of Days Gone so far, especially from the Game Informer coverage. I just, I think it was a poor choice to keep it on the February deadline because there was too many games that I think were a little bit more in the minds I mind share right now for people to, that people were focusing on. And I think moving it to like April, which again is around the same early spring time frame that games like God of War, Persona Five. Horizon Zero Dawn, other exclusives what? had their time to shine on the platform. I think this is a great move, a smart move to make sure Days Gone gets some extra development help and it gets time to breathe and showcase what it's got and its potential without being pigeonholed with these other me- mega hits like Crackdown 3 and Anthem and stuff like that. No, 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 no. It's fine. So, it's fine. No no big issues there. I get out of here, man. You crazy. What? I mean, it's all it's only going against like things like, you know, Everything. <laughs> no, but it, it, no, everything comes out on February 22nd, 2019. Every, I don't know if you know. Literally every game. Goes. Go, go. I mean, Wild Classic, I think, is coming out on February 22nd, 2019. <laughs> Make sure you check out Tankspank, our Blizzard-based podcast, <laughs> for more information on that inside joke. Um, hey, but, man, look, I'm just being real. It's... it's whatever <laughs> but if you've been interested in days gone guys uh, make sure it's got a new release date it's going to get um, a little bit more polish a little bit more time i tell the devs take your time i'm super interested this is really ben studio it's their first big game i think the last kind of big game they did was golden abyss on the vita okay which is a pretty awesome game and so this is kind of their first time with the big boy pants on on the I'm big daddy boy. studio yeah there you go and so I'm, I'm like, take all the time they want. I really want to see what this game has got. It's looking very promising for me. Good, good. Um, the next two, oh, the yeah. next two news items. If you like Spider Man, you're gonna love these next two. Uh, number six, uh, Spider Man DLC is out this week. In case you did not know, um, the Spider Man DLC uh, from the City That Never Sleeps stuff they were talking about that is coming out. This it should be out by the time this goes live on audio services. Um, I'll read a little bit of the PlayStation blog post from Ryan Smith um, on his detailing on this. Um, Since we launched Marvel Spider-Man, we've been absolutely floored by the amazing response from everyone. Since then, one of the most common questions we have received is, when can I get more content to play? You'll be happy to know that our first chapter of our Marvel Spider-Man, the city that never sleeps DLC series, Marvel Spider-Man The Heist, will release in one week on October 23rd. We're thrilled to continue expanding our original Spider-Man universe with this first of three add-on chapters. Um, check out the post. More details on that. But um, what's your read? Are you are you excited to jump back into Spider-Man? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I just want to go uh, you know, swinging around at the speed of sound. Wrong game, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> hey, man, look. Look, I'm just telling you. <laughs> like, if Now, if only we can get some kind of Venom DLC... And I mean Venom from the comics, not the movie. 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not talking the suit. I'm talking like, hey, we get to fight Venom and symbiotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I, I think that's something you say for a sequel or trilogy. Oh, well, yeah, true. Uh, Spidey 2, the Spideying. Oh, Jesus, man. You're, man. Go talk to the marketing department. You were on fire tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's what we call that. <laughs> um, and, guys, number seven, our last bit of DLC news, which is something you can play now for Spider-Man. Uh, the Spider-Man New Game Plus update is now actually live. Um, what? I'm going to read this um, blog, uh, part of this blog post here from Sam Prell over at GamesRadar.com. Uh, Spider-Man on PS4 gets New Game Plus, more photo mode options, and more trophies to earn. Um, just in time for your first Spider-Man, just in time for your first Spider-Man PS4 playthrough, developer Insomniac has released patch 1.07 and 1.08 which adds, among other things, the highly anticipated New Game Plus mode. This means that you'll now be able to live your adventure through New York all over again, keeping all the gadgets and suits you'd previously unlocked. While you should feel free to breeze through a second playthrough and absolutely dominate New York City's criminals as the fully powered up spider demigod, you might also consider giving the new Ultimate difficulty a try. There's a new trophy for you either way, one for completing New Game Plus, one for completing the game on Ultimate difficulty. Also included in the update, our new photo mode options, you'll be able to access photo mode quicker with just a tap of the D-pad. You can now rotate layers and stickers, and there have even been a few new layers and stickers added as well, including puddles. And yes, that is most definitely Insomniac being cheeky about Puddlegate, a much more a, a much mocked online rallying cry for people who thought the game's visuals had been downgraded largely thanks to placement of puddles in one particular scene. Um, that one, there's not too much to talk about on that one. Just a nice little FYI. If you've had Spider-Man and you um, do not know about the update, go ahead and go to your PS4, download it now. You'll be able to go through and play Ultimate Difficulty on that new Game Plus mode. So that's pretty dope. Look, man, people need to calm down about the puddles. The game looks beautiful. It, it does okay. look good. It looks like, come on, guys, come on. Relax. Let it Relax. go. Relax. Let it go. That's it for all the news, guys. Um, that's it for our table talk here. Let us get into topic of the show i'm gonna drink what drink. no 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 no. we don't do topics of the show we don't do this insanity mm. i have no idea what you're talking about yes we do you know we do that we get my throat ready here for a topic of the show guys what? and it's all right go for it this should not be a topic that's coming out of left field for people it's like the one big news item that we omitted from our news sections here and this is also why on Twitter we were asking people, hey, if you know game devs, if you're a game dev, come join us. We want your input on this episode. Yeah, I definitely want to um, hear what you're um, – if you are in the chat right now, if you're joining us, if you're a game dev, definitely want to hear your thoughts on this topic here. Um, as we're going through, we'll probably um, near the end, we'll read a couple of topics or in between there kind of um, piggyback and add some extra conversation here. But we're going to talk about crunch in the gaming industry. And there's, that's basically been the big buzz this entire week. And that stemmed from um, a conversation, uh, basically an interview of um, that was had on one of the um, owners of Rockstar, um, the studio making the upcoming Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, okay. I'm going to first read the two articles that we've pulled from this. Uh, these are directly from Kotaku. They are um, from Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. This is article number one. Um, okay. Quote, we were working 100-hour weeks, Red Dead Redemption 2 head writer says, then clarifies. I'm going to read um, a fair bit of this article so that way everybody kind of knows what we're talking about here. Um, it's long been an open secret in the video game industry that the prestigious developer Rockstar embraces overtime 
and a new quote from company co-founder Dan Hauser about Red Dead Redemption 2 caused controversy this morning by suggesting that it took 100-hour weeks to make. In a new elaboration to Kotaku, however, Hauser said the quote had been misinterpreted, saying such a workload is not required at the studio. In a feature published yesterday by New York Magazine about the making of Rockstar's ambitious cowboy game, which comes out on October 26th, Hauser talked about working, quote, 100-hour weeks in route to complete of completion of Red Dead Redemption 2. The full quote, and I quote, The polishing, rewrites, and re-edits re -edits Rockstar does are immense. We were working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018, Dan says. The finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue, and many more lines of code. Even for each Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer and TV commercial, quote, we probably made 70 versions, but the editors may make several hundred. Sam and I will both make, Sam and I will both make, both make lots of suggestions, that's how it's typed, as will other members of the team. When asked by Kotaku to elaborate, Rockstar sent over a statement, also attributed to Dan Hauser. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to read this entire statement. I think it's pertinent for our conversation. Go for it. Um, quote, there seems to be some confusion arising from my interview with Harold Goldberg. The point I was trying to make is in the article was related to how the narrative and dialogue in the game was crafted, which was mostly what we talked about, not about the different processes of the wider team. After working on the game for seven years, the senior writing team, which consists of four people, Mike Unsworth, Rupert Humphreys, Laszlo, and myself, had, as we always do, three weeks of intense work where we wrapped everything up. Three weeks, not years. We have all worked together for at least 12 years now and feel we need this to get everything finished. After so many years of getting things organized and ready on this project, we needed this to check and finalize everything. More importantly, we obviously don't expect anyone else to work this way. Across the whole company, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or their particular work, and we believe that the passion shows in the games we release. But that additional effort is a choice, and we don't ask or expect anyone to work anything like this. Lots of other senior people work in an entirely different way and are just as productive. I'm just not one of them. No one, senior or junior, is ever forced to work hard. I believe we go to great lengths to run a business that cares about its people and to make the company a great place to work for them to work. Okay. Um, Rockstar consists not of not just of Hauser's office in New York City, which also houses the rest of the leadership team, but also several studios in California, Boston, the UK, and elsewhere. To put things in perspective, in a 100-hour work week would average out to 14 hours a day for seven days. The, de the, the deleterious effects of these kinds of hours have been well documented. And there's a little bit more on that article. Definitely give that click there. And so that was kind of the start of this this whole week is that, you know, you hear this interview, boom, 100-hour work weeks. The um, Kind of everybody all over social media is like, oh, my God, those companies working 100-hour work weeks. And it does force Dan Hauser to come out and kind of re-clarify, it's not the whole company. It was just me and a few of the writers for a small period of time, three weeks, that we worked well over 100 hours to make sure we got this stuff taken care of because that's what we wanted to do. Yeah, that's still a it, lot of time, man. It helped clarify a little bit of stuff there through this week, but I think there were still, a lot of people were still skeptical about this. Um, so the second story that kind of follows up on this um, again, from Kotaku.com by Jason Schreier talks about um, recently um, Rockstar, who normally doesn't allow or doesn't want their um, people who work for them to speak out on social media. They lifted their social media ban f for the workers there 
and a lot of different um, thoughts and what people were saying about their work time at Rockstar kind of came out to try and kind of help clear this air. Like, no, we're this idea of crunch. We're like, no one's just being forced to work a hundred hour work week. So I'm going to read some of that article here. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 developers speak out after Rockstar lifts social media ban. Last night, Red Dead Redemption developer Rockstar Games lifted its social media policies, telling employees they were no longer banned from speaking about their work experiences on Twitter and Facebook. The move has led to a number of current staff sharing mostly positive stories from their time at the massive game company. Quote, First off, this is one of the most rewarding and least stressful projects I've worked on, said Kevin Thornburn, who works in the music department at Rockstar North in Edinburgh, Scotland. Quote, I know what Epic Crunch feels like, but this was managed in such a way that I felt happy and healthy. The social media lift comes in the wake of an industry conversation surrounding excessive overtime or crunch that followed Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser's comment to New York Magazine saying, quote, we were working 100-hour work weeks. On, in 2018, on Monday, Rockstar mm -hmm. sent further comments to Kotaku, attributed to Hauser, saying that he was referring to himself and his writing team for a three-week period. Um, the comments have triggered a firestorm of controversy over the past few days as former Rockstar employees spoke up on Twitter about their own crunch experiences at the company with ex-Rockstar PR man John Stafford writing that, quote, during the GTA 4 era, it was like working with a gun to your head seven days a week, end quote. And other observers criticized the company for its overtime practices. Stories about Rockstar have circulated in the video game industry for years, most notably in 2010 around the release of Red Dead Redemption, when a group of spouses of Rockstar San Diego employees put together a letter ex excoriating the company. That's a new word. I haven't heard that before. Um, typically, Rockstar tells all of its employees to refrain from discussing work-related matters on social media, but last night, the company's HR boss sent out an email to staff at several of the company's studios saying they acknowledged that some felt frustrated by the narrative that had been circulated and saying that employees would now be allowed to speak up about their experiences with, quote, no need to sugarcoat anything, end quote. The move has led to current staff to share mostly positive things about their employer. Quote, in the time that I have been at the studio, work practices have definitely improved, end quote said Phil Beveridge, a coder at Rockstar North. Hmm. Crunch on Red Dead Redemption 2 has definitely been a lot better than it was on GTA 5, where I was pulling a month of 70-plus hour weeks while being told by my boss at the time to go home. I Quote, I have never worked more than maybe 50 hours a week, and that's a rare occurrence, but I generally work about two to six hours of paid overtime per week, said Vivian Langdon, a tools programmer at Rockstar San Diego. Quote, hmm. I have been at Rockstar for two years and worked on Red Dead Redemption 2, said Danny Bannister, a vehicle artist at Rockstar North. Quote, I have never worked anywhere close to 100 hours a week. There was some crunch, sure, but nothing ridiculous. We worked hard on the game, but we weren't being abused. I think the most I did on Red Dead Redemption 2 was 60 hours for one week. Um, there are a ton more quotes in the article. Um, and I, I, I read a fair amount of that because I wanted us to kind of get a picture, especially walking in this conversation and like, so we understand what this goes into because I think this is a this is a pretty serious conversation to talk about in the sense that it does we're talking about how this affects not only the games we love but also the people that make them. So I actually have some perspective on working time like that. Mm -hmm. um, to give you guys an idea, at one point I can't name my employer because they don't allow social media uh, discussions, but. Um, when I was working down in Miami, they had um, me working at one location. I was working a full 40 hours a week there. 
And then after opening a location, another location, another office style setup, um, they fired uh, my equivalent team at that location, the entire team, after six months of it being open. Wow. And so I then, myself and a few other guys, were then responsible for covering that location as well as our locations. And so I've actually worked 135 hours on three paychecks in a row. Yeah. What? Until they had people, like, ready to go out to training, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they started rotating us. But so I know what that level of output is like. And you're literally working from, like, 6 in the morning until almost midnight. And it is not healthy. It is not fun. You feel like you're constantly dragging your butt. (sighs) I mean, dude, it's... After you do that for a while, you're literally just like, I, I've heard you describe things of where you're closing and then opening the next day. And if you do it often enough, you're just like in a daze. Yes. Imagine being like that for weeks. Yeah. It's, it's and I know, I know Chris knows what it's like because, well, he's working right now while we're recording. Yes. He is. <laughs> so he is. Uh, from the minute he wakes up until like midnight, one in the morning, it's not cool. Yeah. And, and, and so some of the questions in this topic, the crunch of the gaming industry, want to talk about questions we want, we want to ask ourselves. What do we think of crunch in the gaming industry? Um, are there things or are there ways we think we can al- alleviate this, if at all, if it does need to be alleviated? And um, and another a little introspective: How does this affect us as consumers? How do we think it it would affect us as consumers? Um, so those are the questions we kind of want to ask here. Um, what do you think, Will? So. Not necessarily in the gaming industry crunch, but I know what it's like to, like, we have to work because there's no real choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind doing it occasionally because it never, it's never bad to have extra money in your account. I mean, from a consumer standpoint, man, oh man, an extra 10, 20 hours on a paycheck, oh, that goes so far I'm looking at my rebuild for a computer. True. Good point. So, you know, things like that because I'm actually in the process of doing that and pricing things out and... It's one of those where, like, okay, cool. Doing that occasionally, no problem. If I were to have to do that like I've done before, I would quit in a heartbeat, even without another job lined up. It's when it's mandated. Rurutu in chat says, uh, but you don't have to spend, you don't have time to spend that money. I I know. I've I've been there. The most money I spent was on coffee that, that during that period of time in my life. Um, yeah, no, Starbucks was, they, I would walk in the door, they would start making my drink. I I didn't have to tell them. I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's one of those like, yeah, you have no time to spend the money. The only time you're spending the money is on caffeine or whatever substance you choose to keep you awake and going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't ever want to do that again. I couldn't imagine people having to do that every year or every other year just to finish their work product. Now, I know the other side of it is, like, it's a double-edged sword because if you don't do that, you have to delay things. And, and that's that's such – that's almost – I say crux, but, like, we talk about this. People are on these deadlines, and putting in the gaming industry concept like you're talking about, Lazy's, it's such a con- – I feel like we hear it so often, and it has for so long been such the norm – of crunch of the fact that oh we've got to get it out on this date. Go ahead and tell your wife and kids at home not to I expect you, you home for the next 
couple of weeks, and we've heard stories of developers that slept in their offices and never went home and were doing this for months and months leading up to the end of a game or in the game's development so they can get it out on time or get this certain feature or bug fixed out. And I I think it's ridiculous. Oh, no, it absolutely is pure insanity. Um, the other thing I have to put on that is, like, this isn't the only industry that has crunch. Like, I'm in IT. You're in IT. Um, there's sometimes mandated crunch time. You know, big boss is coming in. Oh, oh this yeah. has got to be done. Well, um, now, the other thing to look at, though, is other industries have it, too, besides that. Like, um, I have a cousin who – well, I have two cousins that work in the same copper plant here in town and they have been working six days a week for the last three months okay so it's one of those and they're working 12 hour shifts so they like my cousin ray i mean he's got two little girls and a wife at home you know that kind of thing i know what kind of strain that puts on the family i I don't like it i would rather wait another six months for a game to come out personally based on the human thing and if it's a good game, it'll stand on its own. And there, and you know, without delving too too far in here, but we want to get pretty deep. Like, there's such a logistical nightmare on this game because you have that conversation with you, like, okay, well, as a studio head for a game company, you come in and you're like, okay, well, we have to get this game out by X date, but we're not going to be able to get it in time unless we work. 60, 70, 80 hour weeks for a couple of weeks up there. Do we, right. do we execute on that or do we, do I go to the publisher and say, look, the game's not going to make it in time. We need to delay the game a couple of months. Let's release it. That way our workers can have a reasonable work time during the week, get the stuff they need to take care of done. And, um, you know, is it going to make the people wait a little bit longer? The consumers? Yeah. Here's the thing. I think Rockstar has enough industry clout. And they, look, Grand Theft Auto has been in, what, the top 10 for since it came out? Grand Theft yes. Auto 5? Yeah. I, I think if they came out and said, hey, for the the quality of our employees' lives, we have to push this back a little bit. It needs more work. But we're not willing to ask people to do this. You can volunteer if you want. but it, What's interesting, they, they already have. Right. And so in that, in that case... I'm cool with that kind of thing. If companies want to offer, like, hey, voluntary overtime, that kind of thing, because I've had those offers before. Yeah, okay, if you're opting into it, you're like, well, I don't really have much going on this week anyway. Sure, I can work a lot extra, you know, make some money. Yeah. But. Oh, we got it. Oh, hang on. Ruru 2 actually brings up another point I wasn't thinking about. I don't think it's making people wait a bit longer. There's a huge development cost month to month if a company can't make payroll without selling the game. That's going to be a problem. You're not wrong. My uh, my thing is, based on the current game, it's Rockstar. And Rockstar, with Grand Theft Auto V sales, can't afford to pay their people. Well, it, it, it's it's not even... We, we, we speak small specifically about games, Rockstar. Yeah. yeah, like looking at the gaming industry as a whole, sure, Rockstar can make that claim, but taking Rurutu's point, let's look at... One of the big cruxes on the issue is that when you delay the games, companies specifically position game release dates for quarterly results. And oh, if yeah. You, absolutely. If, if you're looking at this, let's say that I'm going to pick on Red Dead Redemption because that's what we're talking about right now, is that instead of October, Dan Hauser comes up and says, we're not going to work 100-hour work weeks. So we're going to shift it to um, February 22nd, 2019. 
what, what do you know? Oh, every other game that day is destroyed. <laughs> and what that does is that, you know, you take that to the publishers, they're looking at that the dollar signs. They're like, if you push it out of this quarter, that means the quarterly results that we, and the earnings that we expected now get, that is affected. And so kind of what Arutu was tra- talking about, that could affect how the money that they have to pay for certain employees and whatnot. Yeah, the, no, it totally can. And, and you know, uh, you know, what developmental costs, building costs, and stuff like that's going to cost for keeping the building up running and upkeep. It's and things that could happen is like, you know, sure, Rockstar could say, "Oh, we have the money," but again, a lot of businessmen they want to see physically the money, not the promise of money, but the fact that we're, you know, we have the money here. And so now you're sitting there going. Well, we're not going to get the money this quarter. Are you sure we're going to get it next quarter? Because now they have to reevaluate. It's like, okay, look, maybe they're, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a big game. It's right. going to come in, make a big landfall. But if there are games in that area that are also highly anticipated, it, it may not affect sales a lot, but it could affect sales enough. If, say, if it got positioned around Kingdom Hearts 3, those are two separate games, totally separate games, but they could have a cross pollination of user base and so if people are more excited for kingdom hearts 3 than they are for red dead redemption they're going to pick up red kingdom hearts before they're going to get red dead redemption on launch day and you know you you walk down that road like that but i I still think that as crunch like you said we've worked those extra hours and i've one of the policies that i've learned in life and kind of taken with me is i i am okay with working extra If, if if it's needed for whatever reason as long as I am approached about it and I am given the option and I'm not, it doesn't feel like I'm being penalized for it. And I think in the gaming industry, at least from what we've seen and heard so far, and it's felt like it, it feels like game developers don't really have that option. It's kind of almost like inferred that you're going to need to work overtime. You're going to need to go ahead and come on in and take care of this. Or when you, if you, your boss is in the office and he's working 80, 90 hours a week, and you're not. That could eh, you, you, you that get that perception like, oh man, you know, I want to go home, but my boss is still here, and it, 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 yeah. it, it and stuff like that, and it it no, sucks. Like the and plus, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard many people talk about it, but some people have like the mental health strain that this has. Like you're working all that time. A question to ask is like. At what point do you suspect that your work starts to degrade? If you're constantly working, barely have enough sleep, you have enough time to like maybe get like five or six hours a night, grab something to eat while you're working. Like think about how that messes with your brain and stuff. Or maybe the reason, you know, you're doing this, you work two weeks, a hundred hours a week, and that's all you had planned. But then you keep make mistakes in that time for some now, guess what? That two weeks goes to four weeks. Yep. Then you make more mistakes. The four weeks goes to two months. And et cetera, et cetera, it compounds. Stuff like that can happen. And plus, I, you know, not even getting on the de facto comment of like labor laws and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people in the gaming industry, especially this year, have talked about unionization and whether that's a good thing to do or not. And there, I know, I don't know much about unionization. I know there are a lot of pros and cons to that. Um, argument, and you kind of have to figure out which one, wh- wh- if wh- if the route is best for you. True, and so my my dad's a helicopter pilot, and he did have a union uh, that he was mandated to be in, 
uh, when he worked for a company that's gone out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why that company went under is the union would block up renegotiations when pay came along when they didn't have the money to pay. And so instead of being able to renegotiate and fix the pay output problems mm-hmm. because, well, total transparency, they were flying to oil rigs. Okay. And when the price of oil fell below the cost of manufacturing a barrel, money dried up. Because I had to bring it to you guys, oil market's kind of a very thin margin. Yeah. So when the money dried up, he lost his job. Because the company went out of business instead of the, like my dad was all for the renegotiation, but the union wasn't. My dad was like, I'm cool with taking a lower paycheck as long as I keep getting a paycheck. As long as you promise that when the money comes back that we can go back to my regular pay. And no, nobody else was like, yeah, no. And, you know, that's one of the pros and cons of having, uh, of doing unions and stuff. But that is something. I'm curious how that conversation is going to go. I feel like we probably need to have a topic discussion about that at some point in time. Once we kind of <laughs> gather more yeah. information or as, or as that train kind of leaves the station, as it were. I'm just talking based on what I've seen. I have not personally experienced unions. Yeah. So. But it. Take that with a grain of salt. Crunch is so hard, and I'm sure a lot of people, maybe if you're listening or know, like whether you're a game developer or not, you've been in some form of crunch of overtime work like that, and it can it, it takes its toll on you. And I just I know from all the years I've paid attention to games, hearing all these stories of these companies that you know even these people from Rockstar that didn't necessarily come out. And say they, they all came out, they weren't working 100 hour weeks, but they were still saying, you know, oh, yeah, I may have been working like 60 or 70 hours a week a couple of times, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything bad. That's still kind of rough. And like, you know, people always talk about when you're wanting to get into the gaming industry, like, you know, prepare yourself. There's a lot, it's really hard work. And we, especially when you hear these stories like Telltale, like Visceral Games, like all these studios that just close with the drop of a hat. For whatever reason, and these workers that are working, you know, imagine if you're in crunch, you're working hard and hard and hard, 80, 90 hours a week to try and get a game out. You get a game out, and then they decide you're seasonal. And after two or three months of you coming in and working on the game, you're dropped. And so that, that time you've been mentally and physically exhausted, you haven't been able to see your family, and now when you do go back to them, you have the unfortunate pleasure of telling them that you're out of a job and you got to look for another pe- another work. Yeah. I just can't imagine what that side of the coin is like. Um, Nintendubs brings up another good point. My problem with uh, jobs I've had, some people literally come to work and do nothing. And that's the other problem. But I think that's more of a, a management problem. Like, your management needs to approach those people <clears throat> and either, uh, hey, you do your work or we're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just we, be real. We, we've had that problem before. <sighs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but it... I, how, do you, how could we alleviate it? How could they alleviate it? Unions is a way to try and alleviate that problem. Um, we, the other big thing we talked about, game delays. Like, look, I, it is 2018. Yeah. We get games. Games are pouring out of my ears right now. Constantly. Every week there's new games. If... If a game has to be delayed a couple of months for whatever reason, maybe to add more polish, to put the polish in that there, if a studio comes out and says, we're going to delay the, this X game, highly anticipated game, six months, because we don't want our workers working 100-hour work weeks, 
I am all for it. Yeah, 100%. I'm okay with it too. Especially with companies like Sony, Microsoft, and Rockstar. They've got the money to where that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I can... Um, I'll go play Destiny 2. And then the other games is a service or game. World of Warcraft. Yes, or, you know, pick oh, your man. game. Oh, I, I Maybe I'll away. beat The Witcher 3. Who knows? <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> it, it, but, like, game delays... Is, I, it's such a stigma. I think it's from just the past when games weren't coming out as regularly... That mm-hmm. when you hear that a game was delayed, it was like, oh my god, I, I've been waiting for this game for years, and now I've got to wait another couple of months. I mean, day's gone. February mm-hmm. 22nd shifted to April 26th. It's two months. I'm like, hell yeah, polish it even more. I think that game's going to be awesome. I'll give you a chance to play Anthem, and then when you're bored of with Anthem, oh man, look, I got a zombie shooter over here. Let's go. Yeah, well, here, here's how it's going to go. <laughs> it's going to go Anthem, and then The Division comes out in March, and then I get to play Days Gone. <laughs> Division comes out in March. Looks like I'm not playing uh, uh, Days Gone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you how it is somewhere. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Division, man. I'll, I'll let you know how it is. But it. Oh, who knows? I may not play the Division either if Destiny <laughs> keeps me in where it's at. But it taking that, like taking that extra time, I don't think in 2018 is nowhere near as bad as it should be perceived or as people in social media try and make it out to be, especially the trolls. Like if you've got to take extra time on your game, take the extra time on your game. Like, look, I don't want people working and crunching, trying to get a game out to try just to try and meet a deadline, just to pad some CEOs extra zero onto his bonus at Christmas. Uh, you know, that that's just me being real on that one right there. No, I get you, dude. Um, I, if if there if there is a way that we can alleviate that stress off our game developers, because the like the fact of the matter is, is they these game developers make awesome pieces of work. Like we we live and breathe games yes. all the time, and I like I know when I'm playing like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Destiny Two or whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to be critical of these games. I'm going to celebrate what they're doing right. I'm going to criticize what they're not doing great, in my opinion, but. I still want them to be able to work a reasonable amount of time on their game and go home and see their families. Go enjoy that. You know, we um, bring a little bit, bit of Blizzard flair in here. Chris Metzen, step yeah. away from Blizzard. And guess what he's doing? He's spending time with his family. Mike Morheim, I think one of the reasons he's leaving is so he can spend more time with his family. And I, I hate that it's such a trend that, and almost an expectation that if you want to get and work into the video game industry... You have to feel like you have to be prepared to work these crazy hours sometimes. And sometimes you lose that familial time, that relaxed time to kind of decompress, relax, refocus yourself to get back on the saddle again when your time comes back again to work. Now, to be fair, though, um, Metzen and Morheim are so high up in the chain when Mm -hmm. they were there that it's – yeah, well, first off, correct, they're multimillionaires. Um, second of all, it's one of those where, in all honesty, they were kind of responsible for the running of the company. If Metzen's not cranking out story constantly, there was a problem. I mean, let's just be real. He's involved in the story on how many different games? Mm-hmm. And then Morhan literally overseeing everything. I mean, man. Yeah, just putting that point there, like... Oh, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it... It's a shame, but at the same time, it's like, I get why they were there all the time, because literally they were guiding the ship. Yeah. And just, my big thing is I just don't, I don't want game developers to feel forced like 
they have to work these 80 plus hour weeks each week to try and get a game out, whether it's for the publishers or whether it's being mandated from the, the um, higher ups in the development chain or whether it's being pushed by us. Because that's another facet to look at is that maybe these game developers are trying to work these crazy hours to try and please us as consumers and please like, Oh, we've got, we want to get this game out to you as fast as possible. So we're going to bust our butts like that. And I know I get some people do enjoy that, but it's just still like, if, if you're asking me personally, I'm like, look, 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 take some extra time. I am in no rush to play red dead redemption two. I'm in no rush to play Anthem. If you need some extra time to take and repolish that game to make it the best it can be, and that way you don't have to put your, you know, you're not s sacrificing your time away from the office. Please, by all means, take your time. Make it happen. Yeah. I enjoy spending time with my family. I know you spend time with your family. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, let's be real. If you had to work so much that you couldn't see your sister or your wife. Well, my, my wife's going into some room and cutting somebody or beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> She's like, why is my husband not at home? It's 1 a.m. What the hell? Yeah, no. Like, look, you don't want to see her angry. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like her when she's angry. Um, or sleepy. Uh, but it... I Like, Crunch... It, it makes sense in small instances, my opinion. I think that... Because I also get the other the other facet of that too is like deadlines. Like you, you I don't think you can officially say like we got to get rid of crunch or the concept of working overtime because the fact of the matter is is there are deadlines. If we if right. we get rid of deadlines, then nothing will ever get finished. You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. Just I mean, there needs to be a balance. Yes. Like if I think. I think it helped clarify a lot when Dan Hauser came back out and said, like, look, the whole company is not working 100-hour weeks. Four people are working 100-hour weeks, and they did it for three weeks just to try and meet a deadline or get some stuff taken care of. That That's one of those, like, okay, cool. Yeah, it, no, a little more sense. Nobody was forced to work those types of hours. You know, we weren't having department heads coming down to the developer saying, strap in, guys, go ahead and pull out your futons because we're working – Basically, you're going to be working and sleeping, working and sleeping. That's it. Say, say bye to your family for the next month. Uh, not, that didn't happen. So I'm, I'm glad that Hauser came out, and I'm glad that they did it in such a quick and efficient way um, to come out and say, look, we're not. This, this is what I'm clarifying. Now, could Dan Hauser maybe not have used that type of language? Yeah, possible. Maybe could have reworded a statement in the New York Magazine article. Just tossing it out there. Um but also, it's hard to interpret what people are saying when you read what they what they said. Yes, it is happening in the animated industry as well, Ruritu. It's also happening in manga. How many times while uh, Bleach was going on did, um, what was it, Kubo-sensei uh, literally get sick and they have to stop production? Because he's literally drawing himself ragged. Yeah. Doesn't, um, I don't know who writes uh, the Hunter Hunter. Doesn't um, he get like, he takes breaks and hiatuses because he, he's sick. Constantly. Um, well, yeah, which is kind of crazy that he's still working because honestly, he was married to the lady who made Sailor Moon, but he's also the guy that made Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, um, uh, Rurutu in chat says as well, One Piece takes long breaks too. Yeah, because Ichiro Oda doesn't need to die. He's, <laughs> he's that's like, good. We appreciate I've, it if you I've, don't I've die. I've got all this money. What am I going to do with it? Oh, let me go take a two month vacation. Yeah. You know, go do something. You know, 
But I, 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 to kind of wrap up on the conversation here, I really do think that we have to have a conversation about crunch in the gaming industry, and we have to have a conversation about managing it better and yeah. being more cognizant of it, not just as trying to show it off as a symbol of pride, like, ha I worked 100 hours this, you know, for three months on this game. Um, because all that's going to do is just wear you down physically and mentally, like, and right. have that, like, look, we may need you for this week or two, but that's it. Yeah. Let's get people on board. Let's take care of what we need to take care of. And only in these small instances. And it's your choice. It's not something that's mandated on you. Like, and then, you know, we have to figure that out. The industry has to take, definitely take care of that and figure that out. No, I would agree with you entirely. But guys, what do you think about crunch in the gaming industry? Do you think it is okay? Do you think it's not okay? What are your thoughts? What are ways you guys think we could help alleviate that problem of crunch? Uh, let us know on our Twitter um, handle at Rocket Punch Go, or let us know in our Discord channel. Um, we are there and reachable all the time. Whole community is there. Would love to have a community chat on this particular topic. That's our horn honk on our end, not on yours. Um, or is it? Ooh, ooh. It is Halloween. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you so much. That's it for episode 120 of the Rocket Punch cast. Um, really great conversation on Crunch here. I'm glad to hear it. Um, go ahead. I'm going to give you guys the heads up. Next week is going to be some Red Dead Redemption talk for sure. Um, next week is also Hollow Week. So get strapped in for that. Hmm. Um, we're going to be, uh, I think, I think the plan is after the, um, streaming of the episode next week, we'll be jumping straight into some scary games starting Sunday. So definitely don't want to miss out our Hall week celebration here. Play some hmm. spooky games with us here as we goof off and have fun. The spoopening. Um, yes, sir. All of our, um, events and everything are on our Twitch page over at twitch.tv slash rocket punch live. And of course, make sure if you want to follow rocket punch and find more of our content, head over to rocket punch, that's where you want to be to keep your pulse. Keep your hand on the pulse of everything Rock Punch. Or just jump in our Discord and see what we're talking about live. That that's if you want to like that's even closer on the pulse. It's like reaching into the body and like just grabbing, grabbing the, the heart. Yeah, grabbing the heart. Like Kami Kalima. Yeah. Wow, that's a reference. <laughs> but um anything else? You got that? No, nah, man. Just play games, have fun, and don't be a jerk. Oh, we need to put that on the shirt. I'm, I'm gonna make a shirt. We'll find a shirt for that. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us this evening in the conversation. We love you guys so much. Continue to support us here. We will see you next week.